Hi and welcome. John Morris Show on a Wednesday. Glad you're with us. Baylor softball in the open. They left town this morning, headed for Salt Lake City. You heard from head coach Glenn Moore. You heard from uh, Josie Bauer, also Casey West, and uh, Baylor softball in the Salt Lake City Regional. They'll open NCAA Regional play on Friday at noon our time against Ole Miss. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. Let's talk some uh, Baylor and Big 12 softball right off the top today. And and welcome in Brian Clinton from Heartland College Sports. And Brian, I appreciate your time. Thanks for making things work, and welcome to you. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me on. I really love talking Big 12 softball, so I'm all about it. That's great. That's great. A lot of good stuff to talk about, right? Starting with uh, in the number one team in the nation with a bullet, the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, they're just incredible, aren't they? I mean, it's it's just it's amazing to see what Patty Gasso has done with that program. She's obviously been there a long time, but I think they're really in their best stretch of softball that that she's ever coached and that she's ever had there in Norman, which is impressive. So um, definitely the the favorite. Uh, I, I would take the Sooners over the field right now to to end up hoisting the trophy there at the end of the year. But uh, they're just fun to watch. So uh, and they set a good precedent for for the rest of the conference. Yeah, very much so. And you do know, uh, and you know, and we're coming to you from Waco. You do know where their only loss of the season came this year, right? Yeah, I am fully aware. <laughs> Fifty-one and one, and that one was a four-three loss to Baylor. It was way back in February, but still a pretty good uh, uh, note on the resume for Glenn Moore and Baylor this year. Oh, absolutely, and, and you know what? As with that being the biggest win. It's not the only big win that Baylor's had, and I had I was I was a little upset with the selection committee uh, whenever they they claimed that top ten wins were, were what they used as a as a primary way of ranking the seeds. And Baylor's got six top five wins. That's more than the fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen seed had combined. So uh, Baylor's been terrific in big games, and I, I really like where the Bears are at. You know, I, I think they were in a bit of a lull in Oklahoma City last week, and. Uh, you know, we didn't really like what I saw out of them against Iowa State, but I think that's a blip on the radar. I really like what Baylor's got going on, and uh, they definitely show up for big games as they did against Oklahoma and Tennessee and Texas, obviously. Yeah, interesting you mentioned that. Glenn Moore is, is saying the same thing. He would like to see a little more transparency from the selection committee, uh, you know, to just kind of help explain, you know, why why that was such a big factor with Alabama getting the number five seed, top ten wins, and why it didn't seem to be that much of a factor for Baylor. Uh, do you think softball is, is getting close to maybe uh, the spot where there could be more transparency? Yes, because the sport's growing incredibly fast. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the fastest growing sport in, in college athletics. Mm-hmm. And people are more people are checking in, more people are watching softball than they ever have before. We saw almost 9,000 people show up for a regular season game between Oklahoma and Texas earlier this season. So, I mean, we're talking about a lot more eyes on the sport. And the, the ESPN just got done covering all of the conference championships um, and having those on one of their networks for the most part every single game. And so I think we are reaching a point where we're going to be able to ask for more transparency and potentially get that um, whenever it comes to the selection process, whenever they're they're picking the, the teams and bids for, for the NCAA tournament. I got you. And that being said, how close do you think Baylor was to uh, to earning a host spot this year? 
I had them in my softball bracketology in my final one. I had Baylor at 17, so the very next team. Oh, wow, really? Uh, they were right on the cusp of it. And, and, again, I think that loss to Iowa State is probably what pushed them out, unfortunately. Hmm. Uh, the good news about that is if they would have had 16, they would have matched up with Oklahoma in the, first, in the Super Regional. Right. So I think this opportunity – that they have in Salt Lake, it, it gives them an opportunity to, to move on maybe even a little bit further. So um, I, I like where the Bears are at. That's good. I do too. I think they've got a chance out there. Uh, what do you think of the, the, the draw, the way it ended up, and Baylor being out there with Utah, which you know won the Pac-12 tournament, uh, Ole Miss, who Baylor play in the first game, and then Southern Illinois? Well, I, I did a rankings of sorts um, using – some adjusted RPI for, for each of the regions. And, U- and Utah has the second toughest region wow. uh, by my metrics in, in the country for the for the 16 seeds. So I think them drawing Baylor is tough because, look, when Baylor is playing its best ball, they've proven that they can hang with some of the best teams in the country. They've got wins, three wins over top four seeds in this, in this uh, tournament. And so that's not something that – it's not a lot of people can say that they have on their resume. And, and whenever you've got Sidney Fiazos and you've got Shailen Govan swinging the bat well, and then Dari Orm in the circle and, and Riley Crandall, the way she came on to end the season, this, this team is really, really good. And I like, I like their chances. Um, obviously pulling Utah is tough after they won the Pac-12 championship, but I think the, the Baylor is more than capable of hanging with the Utes. And then Ole Miss is tricky, obviously, out of the SEC. But I think the Bears are, are probably, in my eyes, the favorite to come out of that region. Oh, nice. That sounds good. What I'm just curious, what would have been the uh, only region that would be tougher than that Salt Lake City regional? Well, it looks funny on paper, but UCLA was the toughest. Hmm. Okay. Uh, they, they, drew, they drew Grand Canyon um, and San Diego State, and the third one is, is uh is, out of mind at the moment but they didn't have three teams that really jumped out on paper but as far as rpi went uh they had the three the three that were by far and away more difficult their average rpi is 41 that they're playing against is ucla so it's going to be tough for the bruins but obviously there's they're they're ranked number two for a reason right They're, they're a pretty good ball team and they've been good for years and uh, I still expect UCLA to, to have the upper hand in that one. Brian Clinton, our guest, uh, Heartland College Sports, uh, interested in your opinion of, of Big 12 softball nationally. Um, how does the rest of the country look at the Big 12 in this sport? Well, I think after you you had the two teams play for the final last year in Oklahoma and Texas, and then Oklahoma State obviously was a win away from being in that championship final. Um, you know, there's only seven teams in this conference. But there's four of them right now that I think could make Oklahoma City, and I don't think that that's overlooked from the rest of the rest of the country. And, and the fun thing about it is, is we add three more programs next year, yeah. and UCF being the biggest of those, um, I think the one year of, of ten teams in this conference is going to be fun, and I think it's going to be something that a lot of people are checked into because. UCF has been great in the last few years, and and they just add to what's already a strong Big 12 conference. So uh, nationally, I think people know that there's really good softball played in the Big 12, and it's not just the Oklahoma schools.
What about uh, the regional in Austin? Uh, did Texas, Texas uh, disappointed, I think, that they were only a uh, number 13 uh, seed. Uh, do you think they get themselves back up and in a good mood, you know, enough to, to do well and get out of their own regional? Well, they did a really good job last year of harnessing that um, attitude or, or whatever you want to have it um, for not being a national seed. And I think you saw a little bit of that same reaction on, on Sunday. Uh, and I think that they can do it uh, with, with who they have with Texas State and, and Texas A&M and Pete Hall. Um, I think Texas is still very, very easily the best team out of those four. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging. Obviously, the Aggies bring something to the table in a, in a rivalry, not just being a good team, but they they had there's something a little extra there, right? I mean, we all know what right. are like, what they can do, and so I think they bring a little extra to the table. But at the end of the day. Um, Texas should be able to come out of the Austin region without too much trouble. And what about Oklahoma State, number six national seed? Uh, were you surprised that they were that high? I mean, finishing the season with 11 losses in the last 13 games? Yes, I was surprised. I, I had Oklahoma State outside of my top eight. I had them hosting a region um, or a regional and being on the road after that. But in the same sense, they were they – were, rewarded for their body of work but then they also drew wichita state right which yeah. is not i mean that's not an easy draw for anybody especially a six seed and wichita state's two and zero against the cowgirls this year so um they've got some proving to do and and with what we've seen from them over the last month or so um they're gonna have to turn things around in a hurry if they want to get if they want to get out of stillwater after the first weekend Gotcha. Final question, uh, Brian, do you uh, do you get out, and will you be at one of these regionals, and which one this weekend? I will not be covering any of the regionals this weekend. I had some prior uh, engagements, but I will be keeping up with all of them and obviously having everything uh, covered right there on Heartland College Sports. So uh, we, we do a good job covering softball. We love covering it, and we will be uh, in person at Women's College World Series, and I expect there to be at least a couple of teams from the Big 12 there. Nice. That'd be great. Hey, man, I appreciate it. Great to visit with you. Great insight, and thanks for your time this afternoon. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. That is Brian Clinton. Covers uh, really all sports, but right now, this time of year, this season, uh, Big 12 softball for Heartland College Sports. Check it out. Uh, HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the website. A lot of good information there. And that is real good. Uh, I don't know how often you look at that, Aaron, but uh, for Big 12 coverage, really all sports, that's a really good site to look at. Yeah, it's one of the best. I, I use it a lot for Campus Confidential yeah, Stories. Yeah, they have so, a lot of good breaking news. Yeah, so really good and appreciate Brian being on with us to kick things off here on this Wednesday afternoon. All right, uh, we are 